Do you ever feel like you have a million things to do and it all needs to happen like yesterday? Have you ever felt overwhelmed or stressed out by your overflowing to-do list? As busy moms, I think this feeling surfaces a lot. But what if you didn't have to stay stuck in that? What if you could prioritize your daily tasks to regain peace in your home and have less stress and more sanity when it comes to your never-ending list of things to get done? That's exactly what we're going to be discussing today. I hope you'll walk away from this episode with a clear picture of how God wants you to prioritize your day and some practical applications so you can gain more peace and order in your homestead. Hey mama, welcome to the Farm Family Table, where you can find encouragement and practical tips for living the healthy homesteading life that God is calling you to. Hi, I'm Jocelyn, farm wife and mom of two littles. I know that you want to provide the best food for your family while being more self-reliant. And I believe there's a way to start homesteading with less stress, more joy, and more time focusing on what matters most, faith and family. Want to learn how? Join me as we build our homesteads together. So pop in those earbuds and start that load of laundry because we're about to dive in. Hey ladies, before we jump into today's topic, I have a quick announcement. Right now, you can listen to the Farm Family Table every Monday for encouragement and practical tips for building your homestead. But coming soon, you'll have access to bonus Q&A episodes featuring questions from you. So if you have questions about anything related to the show, from starting homesteading to cooking from scratch to gardening or anything in between, shoot me an email at contact at farmfedfamily.com. I can't wait to hear from you and answer your questions on the show. Okay, so today we're talking about prioritizing your schedule for more peace and less stress on your homestead. How many of us want more peace in our life? Um, yes, I know I do. Raising both hands. I think we've all been there. We've had way too many things on our to-do list and we start to get stressed out. We look around and we focus so hard on the things that need to get done that we snap at our kids or our spouse and we just lose joy in what we're doing. Guys, I have a confession. I do this so much that my husband has a name for it. It's called the supper time stressness because it usually hits me around supper time when it's been a long day. I'm rushing around trying to finish getting supper on the table. I have a baby on my hip. I'm tripping over my kids' toys scattered all over the kitchen while my toddler runs around screaming. So after all that, I'm totally justified in being high strung and short with my kids, right? No, I'm not. That's not how God wants us to go about our lives. Philippians 4, 6-7 says, Do not be anxious about everything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So this means don't stress about anything. Not the laundry piles, not the dirty dishes, Not the toddler running around screaming. Not the burnt supper that's still not on the table. Instead, press pause, take a deep breath, and go to God in prayer. Say that I am so thankful for the family that I have the opportunity to take care of. I'm so thankful for this house that I get to live in. God, help me get through whatever I need in this moment and not worry about what the next moment is going to be. God wants us to live lives of peace by trusting him. 
And part of the way we can do that is by prioritizing the tasks that God has for us. Doing what needs to happen in our home and letting go of the rest. So what I want to share today is five to six main areas that God has tasked us with as moms and how we can rank these areas from most to least important to reorder our day and hopefully eliminate some stress as we let some things go. So the six areas we're going to be going over today in order are number one, relationship with God. That is going to be our first priority. Number two, your family's emotional and physical needs. Number three, providing nutritious food for your family. Number four, caring for animals. If you have animals, we'll talk about that. Number five, having a clean home. And number six is other commitments. And we'll talk about what some of those other commitments might be. So we're going to go over each of these in depth. We're going to talk about why I've listed them in the order that they are, why it matters, and how reshifting your focus in these areas makes a difference in eliminating some of your daily to-do list stress. Okay, so number one, just diving right in, is putting God first. So our first priority when we look at our daily schedule should be making God part of our day. It is so easy to wake up in the morning and to just all of a sudden think of all the things that you need to do for the day and you just want to get going. You want to get breakfast on the table for your kids. You want to get dressed and get ready. You want to um, have things laid out for the day and you get so wrapped up in that you haven't taken a single moment to spend time with God. All of a sudden you look at the clock and kids are napping for the afternoon or at supper time and you think, I haven't spent any time with God today. I love first thing in the morning, spending even five, 10 minutes reading my Bible, spending that time in prayer. It sets my day up so well for just a calm and a focus before I jump into everything else. Now, if that doesn't work for you and your schedule, I'm not saying you have to do it in the morning. There's definitely been spurts and seasons in my life when I've been more consistent with that and times that I've totally struggled with that. But just find a time during the day when you feel like you can really connect. Like I said, some seasons are harder than others. If you have a newborn, sometimes waking up Early enough to do that just feels impossible when you're waking up multiple times a night with a baby. I get that. My, my two girls have been terrible sleepers as little babies. But you get through that and you know don't get stuck in bad habits once you move past that season. Maybe if it's not uh, morning Bible reading, maybe it's listening to worship music while you eat breakfast with your kids or get breakfast ready. Maybe it's taking quiet moments to pray while you're rocking a baby or you're laying with your toddler during nap time. So just finding those little pockets to connect with God. The second piece of that is also putting God first as a priority as a family. So we do this by making church attendance important for us. And when we think about our schedule during the week, when we lay out what we want to get done, we prioritize our week around Sunday recognizing that that's a church day for us and it's a day of rest and it's a day to spend time with family. For us, it's also important 
to be involved and make commitments to our church before we make commitments in the community or related to our kids' activities. And this can look like different things for your family, but my point is make time in your schedule for God before you charge into your to-do list, before you fill up your weekly schedule with all sorts of activities and other things. Make sure you're carving out time for God as your first priority. Okay, number two is your family's emotional and physical needs. So meeting basic physical needs of your family members, your kids are fed, they're dressed, diapers are changed, naps are on schedule. Most of us are probably pretty good about meeting physical needs because they're right in front of our face. And our kids are pretty good at letting us know if their physical needs are not being met. I don't think kids are shy about letting us know if they're hungry or not. The emotional part is a little bit harder because we tend to get caught up in other things and not really realize that we might be neglecting this part a little bit. How many times have you heard, Mom, watch this, or Mommy, will you play with me? What's your reaction when your kids ask you those questions? I know I definitely have had moments where my response is, Not now. I'm busy. Or, "Mm mm-hmm but not really paying attention at all. And I think there can be balance there. You know, I'm not here to say that it's your job as a mom to be there to entertain your kids, play with them 24-7, and neglect all your housework. I think there's a balance between entertaining your kids, but also getting things done. Make sure your kids have a chance to have their cups filled up before you dive into that to-do list. You know, or even just take a pause while you're doing something to acknowledge what they're saying, listen to their story, watch them do that cool dance move they wanted to show you. But then it's okay to tell them that you do have to get some work done and go back to whatever you were doing. And I don't think you need to feel guilty about that. I don't think you need to feel this pull that you need to be playing with your kids all the time. But when we're talking about emotional and physical needs of the family, This also applies to your spouse. Are you giving your spouse the time they need or has your to-do list become more important? I know as homestead moms, we want to do so many things. We wanna cook from scratch, grow your own food. There's a big appeal to do more self-sufficient things. But honestly, if you're a crabby mom or you're a distant wife, it's all for nothing. It would be better for you to feed your family hot dogs and frozen pizza every day if it means deeper relationships with your kids and spouse. Because ultimately, what leads them more towards Christ? The food or the relationship with you? And there's days that I think about that and it's so convicting because I tend to get caught up in, no, I need to do this. I'm doing this. I'm so busy with this. But this is why these priorities matter, is because when you slow down and think about, wait a minute, what am I actually prioritizing here and what order should this be in? You start to realize those relationships are a little bit more important and you start to let some of those other things go. And when you let some of those other things go, you let some of the stress of your to-do list go. Okay, which brings us to number three providing nutritious food for your family. So I'm gonna kind of contradict myself now. I know I just gave you permission to 
make frozen pizzas as long as your family's happy. But this is not your opportunity to be lazy. We are called to provide healthy food to our families because our bodies are temples. God knows that we thrive and are able to do more for his kingdom when we're healthy. If you tuned into episode two on why my family homesteads, you know I truly believe that providing the best food for our kids will set them up to do more in their lifetime and they'll be able to do big things in Jesus' name. Providing nutritious food for your family might not seem like a big deal, but really think of the opportunities for someone that has the ability to leave a vibrant life versus a life of chronic illness. Think of the things that they're able to accomplish and think of the ways that they're able to bring glory to God's kingdom. Okay, moving on to number four, which is caring for animals. So this will apply to some of you, but not to everyone. But even if you don't have animals right now, I still want you to tune in because I think there are some key things you can glean from this, especially if you're maybe thinking of getting animals in the future. So whether it's pets or livestock, the Bible commands us to take care of the animals under our care. So the physical needs of our animals need to be met as well as our family. And I think in our culture, we are very caring towards animals, almost to the point where this priority tends to get elevated higher than maybe what it should be. So we don't necessarily have a problem understanding that animals need to be cared for. We have a problem with understanding where this relates to what our priorities should be. And part of that is realistically evaluating if this is the season for animals for your family. You know, when you have animals, that is going to take up a chunk of your time and a chunk of your finances, and you have to look what else is going to be sacrificed in place of that. So if your family is not going to be able to afford to eat nutritiously because instead you're spending that money on a pet, that's going to be something that you're going to need to look at as far as priorities. And again, I know that's kind of backwards in our culture. We love our pets as our family, but really we have to think about what are these priorities that God has called us to and are we being good stewards of that? Another example might be maybe you want to get livestock for your homestead, but you have lots of little kids. Livestock is time consuming. And if you have little kids, you know, a lot of times it feels like they can be getting in the way. Do you find yourself snapping at your kids a lot? Do you find yourself wishing that your kids were older so that they would be able to leave you alone and go do their thing so you could get your stuff done? Are you not prioritizing that one-on-one time that your child needs? Well, are you neglecting your toddler's emotional needs because you have XYZ that you need to take care of with your animals before you can address your child? Okay, like we said, caring for your animals is important, but not to the point that you're forgetting to fill your family members' emotional cups. Okay, next is number five, which is having a clean home. And yes, clean home is all the way down at number five. Let me say, I love having a clean home. So this is actually really hard for me to put this all the way down at number five. 
But our goal here is not to have a picture-perfect home, not to have a spotless home. If you have kids, it's just not realistic. And you will neglect one of your higher-up priorities if you try and accomplish that. If you try and have an immaculate home, you will neglect something else. So our definition of a clean home is one that's healthy to live in and unstressful. So what that means is healthy to live in. Basically, you're not going to make your family sick. So the toilets are cleaned. The dirty dishes don't sit around for days. You know, your floor is swept and vacuumed when it really needs it. Nothing crazy, really just the basics. And knowing the season that you're in is so important because when you have a newborn, it's hard. It's hard to find time to vacuum the floor. It's hard to find time to clean the toilets when you have a baby strapped to you all the time. But there will also be seasons when you can focus more on those things, and that's okay. The second piece of that is to have an unstressful home. So that means when your family comes home at the end of the day, it doesn't feel chaotic. You can find what you need. There isn't clutter everywhere. I'm not saying that you have to be a minimalist, but I really believe that everything should be in its place, and if it doesn't have a place, something needs to go. We have a pretty small house, and as our family grows, I am constantly rearranging, reorganizing things, and there's things that we just don't have room for, and they go in the donation box, or I rearrange things and make priorities, and like I said, Something just has to be sold or given away because your home only has so much space. And the more cluttered your home is, it really does weigh on you as far as your mood when you're in a room. It adds to your stress levels. When you think about the things that you need to get done, it just weighs on you that much more when you have clutter that you're subconsciously trying to deal with. And this goes back to know your season there's times when you might have clutter and you just have to deal with it because you just don't have the time to go through and reorganize. Like I said, the newborn stage is hard. Even toddler and little kid season is hard to find a window of time when you can go through things without little kids trying to get in there and also help you organize things. So maybe saving deep cleaning and other projects like that for when you have more time or for when it's a better season in your life, that's okay. Um, but just coming back to those projects and knowing that it really does make a difference in your mood, in your home, when you can have a space that doesn't feel stressful or overcluttered when you're in it. Okay, and getting to our last thing in our list of priorities Number six is other commitments. So this is literally anything else that you have on your plate. It could be community involvement. Maybe it's your kids' activities and practices and lessons. Maybe it's things on your social calendar. And work is in this category too. If you're a working mom or an entrepreneur, work might feel like a huge part of your life, but it's still number six. If you think about what we've talked about previously, there's not a single thing that work should be elevated above. 
And I know that can be really hard as moms who are also trying to contribute to household income. As far as activities and other social things, those are extra. Kids' activities are great, but if you feel like you're constantly drowning in running here and there and you can never get things done at home because you always have this to go to, if you can't keep up with those things, really question if you need to be running your kids to 10 sports practices a week or if you can cut back. The more you can cut back on those types of things, the more you'll be able to really enjoy that slower paced lifestyle that will be able to give you that peace that you're looking for. Okay, so I know this is a big list and it does not mean you have to accomplish all of these priorities by yourself. If you wanna hire a cleaning lady, great. If you wanna split meal responsibilities with your spouse, great. But it is your responsibility to make sure these priorities get taken care of in your home and ideally in the order that we talked about. And you'll never be perfect at this. You know, I have so much room to grow in this as well. And I'll probably be working on mastering these priorities the rest of my life. But when you put your life through the lens of these priorities, it gives you the freedom to let go of things that are less important and pushes you to spend more time doing things that are meaningful, like spending more time with God and your family. So in summary, next time you sit down to create your schedule for your week and write your to-do list, check your commitments. Only put on your plate what you really need to do. Focus on feeding your family well and leave plenty of room for margin for relationships. Okay, ladies, I hope you found this episode insightful and that it showed you some areas you can work on to reorder your daily tasks for less stress. I hope you feel the freedom to let go of some things because a lot of times we just simply try to take on too much. And I pray that God will show you what to focus on each moment so you can rest in his peace. I hope you loved today's episode. I pray that you leave this episode encouraged in Christ and equipped with practical knowledge for your homestead. If that's you, will you take 30 seconds right now to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts? Your review blesses me so much and helps other mamas find this podcast and start their homesteading journey. Thanks for joining me. I can't wait to talk to you next week.